Hey there, and welcome to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you something new every week, or snooze for short, from our friends in the community. I think you'll find these conversations super informational, as well as fun to listen to. Snooze are about what's new in my guest's photography world, and how they're implementing it in their business. From pitching new clients, to learning about products that are selling, each guest will share what's hot in their business right now. This week's episode is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. All right, I am here on something new every week with my uh, fellow friend, brother from New York, and overall good guy, Will Kadena. Uh, say hello, Will. What's going on, man? How you all been <laughs> up, huh? How you, enjoy, how you enjoying your state, man? How you enjoying your state? We <laughs> I, miss you. <laughs> I am. But before we get to me, I'm going to get to you. Uh, Will is a New York City wedding and portrait photographer. And he's been at it a bunch of years. And uh, I have enjoyed hanging with him in New York. And, and since we've moved to St. Louis... We haven't uh, had much of an opportunity to hang out, but I do enjoy seeing him and uh, I'm missing, especially these days, I'm definitely missing New York. And Things, the bagels, and the bagels. <laughs> and as you know, I am missing bagels so much that, and it's so funny because I didn't really eat bagels all that often, maybe mm. once a month, if that, especially when I was hardcore dieting. And as soon as we moved here, I was like, wow, the bread is just so bad here. I don't understand it. And my friends who live here in St. Louis have listened to it ad nauseum about how how much I hate it and the pizza. That's a whole other, whole other dream is for me to open up a bagel store in, New- in, in St. Louis. So if there's anybody in St. Louis that needs a real New Yorker to help them open a bagel store, I'm here for you. You put up the money and I'll make you a million dollars. Okay. All right. That's enough about me. You guys are shipping you water. It's the water, man. It's oh, the it's water. the water. I just took my – so real quick. I just took my uh, my daughter my daughter to the dentist, the orthodontist. Mm. And the guy's talking to me and he said, uh, where are you from? And I said, uh, well, not Missouri. And he said, well, obviously that's why I'm asking. And I said, he said that he, he did his dentistry at UMDNJ in Newark. And he's like, I knew, I knew that was either a Jersey or New York accent as soon as I heard it. And I was like, all right, well, that's good. I'm still, yeah, still maintaining still my got, roots. Still yes. got it. Yes. All right. So true, man. So sorry, people, for listening. We wasted three minutes now on us, uh, a love fest on, on, on New York City. So that's actually what I really wanted to, to talk to you about is uh, I have interviews. So last week I interviewed Shannon Ashley, who lives in rural Alabama and is, you know, um, obviously affected, but not in the same way. And she's living through it and, you know, following the rules. And for the most part, everyone that I've talked to that lives in the Midwest are, you know, really maintaining you know, rules that, you know, they're being told. And, you know, even though they kind of are feeling like, well, why are we, why are we doing all this? And whenever I get a chance, I like to explain to them about how my brother has to wash his dog every time he goes to walk him three times a day. 
So what I really want to talk to you about is, you know, how are you doing? You're in the epicenter of all of this. And you're, um, I believe you live in one of the outer boroughs. So like, tell me about your situation. Like, where are you at right now? So I live literally not even 15, 20 minutes away from Manhattan. So literally my business is based out of Midtown. So yeah, so I haven't been in in the city for a few weeks now. So it's kind of, it's crazy. It just... Now meeting clients in the city, now bringing them to the office, it's it's it just it's like a surreal. It's like you feel like we're oh, in a movie. Man, so yeah. let me put this in perspective for for those of you who ha- haven't worked in the New York City area. I too had a studio in New York for many years, and I lived in New Jersey. So similar to Will, um, I think a lot of people don't understand the the amount of effort we we had to do to get to our offices in Manhattan. Manhattan is obviously the center, which is why your office is there. And now you can't even meet clients there. I can't even no. imagine what that's like. No. And it's it's really horrible. And like in order to get into the building, you need to also sign in. And even at that, you're not allowed to go up. So wow. it, yeah, so it's 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 a little bit depressing. But uh <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that <laughs> you still have to pay rent. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's not get crazy. Yeah, let's stay home. Don't worry about it. Let's let's save the world. But hey, your bills are coming in. It's like what? (laughs) So it's it's it just doesn't make sense. You know, if in case you want us to stay home, I get the whole what they're doing. I respect it. But if you want us to stay home, then you should freeze everything: mortgages, you know, uh, rent, everything. If that's the case. But uh, I just yeah, I don't know. It's like a double-edged sword. No matter no matter how you look at it. So, and a lot of my clients are feeling it as well. So it's affecting our businesses. In fact, realistically, it's not just us, but just globally. So, and that's the reality of it. Wow. So so talk to me about like, you know, your, your, your events for this year. Are you just completely rescheduled? That's, that's my first question. So where are you like with all of your events this year? And I know that you travel a lot for weddings too. Yeah. So we are, so we also do weddings. We do a lot of corporate and commercial photography. So, um, it's tough because within the matter of the few weeks, I literally had close to 58 jobs pushed, postponed for next year. That's within, within a few weeks. And it, First, I was like, all right, I, you know, a few emails here and there. We need to get on a conference call. We need to know what's your rescheduling fee, what's, what's the, what is the policy. And mind you, there was really no policy in place for this. Sure. So, yes, on the contracts I have, there's a rescheduling fee, you know, a cancellation fee. Uh, so, Do you feel like you're going to be able to enforce them? Uh, tr- being I mean, I know New Yorkers. So, yeah. like, yes, I understand yeah. there's a rescheduling <laughs> yeah. fee. And under normal circumstances, they'd be happy to pay it. But now... Yeah. I mean, so it's again, you could go buy the contract, right. but I'm very fortunate with the clients that I had that I just bluntly told them, listen, they, they obviously they wrote the contracts, whether it was wedding clients, whether it was corporate clients, they know the circumstances and because this is stated when they come in. And I just told them, listen, we're all going through this. What I'll do is there will be no rescheduling fee. Okay. We could definitely postpone Smart. and. And push it to a different day. So right. whatever I could personally do as a business for you guys, please let me know. I'm here for you guys. We're all in this together. Okay. And the amount of feedback that I got from every client, they were shocked. They're like, really? Because we're having a lot of issues with other vendors, other venues. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, no, we really appreciate it. And I even had one of the, the CEOs of the company contacted me and they're like, listen, we really appreciate what you did. Um, you know, and this is, this is another reason why we definitely want to continue our relationship with you. So, which was great. So, yeah, I mean, just, you know, just trying to, you know, have empathy, you know, understand what everyone's going through. And same thing for me. It just, it just sucks. It sucks all around, no matter how you look at it. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, so for the most part, uh, so that, that's your, your corporate and commercial stuff are, you know, the rest of your events as far as weddings or, and, and events, live events, are yeah. we done for the year or we're playing so, it by year? So I had a client, uh, literally, it was just crazy because she kept on waiting and waiting and she didn't want to push it back. Again, my other clients ended up just pushing the events for 2021, you know. So when this all started happening, even my October, November and December clients, they were like, you know what, this is not going to work out. Let's just push it for next year. Okay. So there was one client that decided just waited and her event is actually next week. Okay. And now she's going through, now she's just, you know, she's really upset. Now she wants money back from her other vendors from a wedding venue. Uh-huh. And she literally just on her flowers alone, she spent close to half a million dollars and just on floral decor. And now she's pissed because she cannot get the money because obviously when it comes to flowers, they have to import this all in. Sure. sure. So, uh, yeah. So we're literally, I'm, I'm literally becoming like a therapist for a lot of my clients to see. And it's hard. Yes. You know, yes. you know, we yeah. kind of advise them. I think it'd be best to push it. And we said this a few weeks ago. And even the fiance was like, I think we should push it, honey. And she was like, no, no, no. So, <laughs> so as of right now, I mean, that's the only client that we really had an issue with as, uh, as I guess being really upset and, mm. and that was it. And I probably had one other client that probably wanted to cancel our contract with us. And it sucks because if you cancel the contract, what happens, you know? Uh, it goes into more of a possibly into a, like a lawsuit or, you know, you know, I just and I told the client realistically, I wish I could give you the money back. But it really, if I started doing that to you, then I have to start giving the money back sure, to everyone else sure. and then we'll go into bankruptcy. So right. what I told her and for everyone that's listening in, out there, it's really important to get to know your clients way before you even book them. And mm-hmm. what I do within that process and even during, even before this. I still keep in touch with them. I find out what they do for a living. I find out, you know, you know, what are they doing with their families? What are their families invested in? And I found out that she was an owner of a, of two dance studios. Hmm. And from there, I was like, listen, I know you left a uh, big retainer uh, for your wedding. Why don't we just put that towards doing a, a photo shoot for your school, hmm. whether it's video or photography, and we could credit you in that way. And she never looked at it in that way. And I told her, listen, honestly, I looked at your website and your Instagram. You need some updated stuff as well. So when this is all over, mm-hmm. we could just focus on a real commercial shoot. And she sees what we do for commercial marketing material. And mm-hmm. she loved the idea. So it was a win-win situation. So that's how I'm kind of working around with a client that's not being, I guess, on the same uh, same page. Right. So, right. yeah, I guess just understanding your client, uh, you know, if that makes sense to you guys. No, I mean, that's no, a I- great pivot. And, you know, that these are the things that I've been trying to, you know, understand from, you know, what advice we can offer to the audience who's listening, you know, what, what can you do during these times? And one of the things that I am not a big fan of in our community is, you know, when we have difficult clients and put coronavirus aside, years now of us. Mm-hmm. Um, dealing with 
you know, horrible clients and, you know, you go, you go to Facebook (laughs) and you say, well, this, this, and this. And the first thing that people will say, well, your contract says this, or did your contract say that? And I don't know, I can't speak for what it's like for the rest of the world, but as a New Yorker, that shit just doesn't fly, right? You've got to find a solution (laughs) and you could push the contract (laughs) in their face, right? But you yeah. got you got to find a solution. So that was always my advice. Where like so many people are so black and white about this, and these are the things that these are these nuggets is what I'm really trying to get from photographers out mm-hmm. there to say like, you know, when your client, it's this emotional thing that they're going through, and tomorrow on the YouTube channel we're having Jamie Schneider on, and. Awesome. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, a chargeback that he just got and, you know, how we can deal with that. But inevitably, in our situation, we need to know what our clients do, where their heads are at. And you're right. We have to be a little bit of a therapist and work them through it. And what a great pivot for you to be able to say, all right, well, I'm going to put that money over there and we're going to do some work for you. She's happy with that, but you're not giving any money back. And at some point, you'll make more money for her. But 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 it's great for you is the exposure that you'll get with other dance studios or what you know maybe it'll lead to another client. If it leads to one other client, you win. Oh, it's worth it in the situation, yeah. right? Yeah. So absolutely. that's that's I think some great advice with with people and in general, I think it's really important for people to understand that you know during these times, <laughs> all the rules are thrown out the window. And, oh, it, and ironically, <laughs> in most scenarios with weddings, all the rules are thrown out the window, right? Yeah. So now it's like it's like times two. <laughs> um, so I, I'm glad to yeah. hear that you know there's there's some situations, but I I you know I feel for you. So that leads me into my next question, which is I've been asking a lot of wedding photographers: is you've rescheduled some events? And what? Tell me what in New York? What your crystal ball is for? What you feel the market? Let's say everything's cool. We are starting to get back to normal. We get into October, November. We're starting to go to events, and we're around people. We're gonna have weddings in 2021. What is your feeling? Will you? Will this be a great rebound for you? Will you fill up your calendar? What is your crystal ball saying for 2021? I'm I mean, regardless, to it. yeah, yeah, no, it's regardless. We're going to be busy no matter what the case is. Uh, I think the biggest thing overall is whatever's going on right now, as you speak, doesn't matter what part of the world you are and how you treat others and how you're treating your clients and how you represent yourself. And that's including on social media, mm-hmm. how you showcase and how you're acting now and how you treat your peers and, and your clientele. They're going to remember that. And those are people that are going to definitely gonna recommend you way before you even shot anything. And they're going to tell their friends, like, that's the studio you should contact. I literally going through this old, this nightmare. They were the easiest to work with. And, and no matter what the case is, and let's just say this happens all over again, guaranteed people are going to come. I had a client today. She, okay. you know, she contacted me, I think last night, she's like, uh, contacted the studio and, and, you know, she wants to reschedule her day. You know, mm-hmm. she would give us two possible dates for next year. And I simply said, I replied back, listen, let's get on a call tomorrow and 
yeah, we could definitely see what we could do for you, but I want to see where you are right now. Okay. And we got on a phone call today at 12 o'clock and, and we spoke and, and we were just a simple conversation, just like how we're having right now. And, uh, right. she just, she just has to move it. And, and she even said it will between you and another vendor, you guys are the last people I know you will give me an issue. And because she, she even hears the nightmares coming from our other friends. Yeah. And I just wanted to let you know, I have two possible dates. I want to see if it works for you because mm-hmm. the only two vendors I really care about is you and also the, the venue. Right. And that is, and I'll work around those dates just to make sure you're there or your team is there. And that's what it's all about. And in the beginning, before I even booked her, um, and she knew she she knew obviously I she wasn't interviewing us, but I also told her, listen, mm-hmm. I'm also interviewing you before we sign anything. And the reason why, because I want to make sure we're the right fit mm-hmm. and I want to make sure we could deliver what you what you're asking for. Cause the last thing I want is, you know, not executing the date how you want it. And then next thing you know, bad reviews, you're gonna be a pain <laughs> in the ass client. And I told and I told her this. Uh-huh. And I told her the last thing I want is to get you upset. Mm-hmm. So at the same aspect, you're interviewing me, I'm interviewing you. Now we're in the same ballpark. Right. And they know. So um, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, just just behave yourself. I get it with the whole politics <laughs> and religion. At the end of the day, it is what it is. But be, be very mindful because we're in the social field, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. And this leads into different opportunities. Like I never thought I will get into the corporate field uh, years ago. Never right. thought. But how that how I treated my client, my bride and groom, they're like, listen, we want to get you involved with our corporate field. Mm. Um, I'm like, okay, sure. Never thought nothing about it, but. Now they bring about 27.6% of my income a year, mm. just that hedge fund. Wow. So, yeah, so it's crazy. Like, mm. you just never know. So, and again, I'm, not, I'm, I'm getting contacted by not only brides and grooms, but also corporate clients from people I photographed their best friend's wedding. And they're like, listen, we heard we could rely on you mm. and we want to work with you. Right. So even during this time, which is crazy. So, you know, I know we're going to be busy next year. So it's just behaving yourself most importantly. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that in general. And, you know, with my wedding clients in New York too, mm. I learned my lesson with a couple of uh, doozies. And I also, it's a, it's so funny to hear you say that. Cause I would be like, you know, this is an interview for both of us because if I feel like we're not going to be a good fit for each other, you know, it's a yeah. long process from beginning to end with the brides and grooms, right? Yeah. You know, you book, you talk before the wedding. It could be a year. You're doing engagement shoots for them. You're doing, you know, all this stuff. And if you're not, you know, jiving with each other, you don't, you know, but I, I feel like that doesn't happen across the country. And I feel like in the New York aspect, it's really, really important because we are generally big personalities well well, just so going back can you actually think about how many hours you spent with a bride and groom from the from before before by the time they contacted you during the booking process in between that time frame from the wedding day aftermath and by the time you deliver all the products how much how many hours you think you spent with them Ooh, I would say, let's see, some math in my head real quick. And an hour consultation, an hour before booking, um, several hours discussing the day of the wedding. I would say 20 to 30 hours. That's like maybe at the lowest. Let's say if if you're that good. So typically we we average it out anywhere. We spend anywhere between 30 to possibly 60 hours of a client. Wow. In general. Okay. So- 
depending on the events, depending on how many hours of the day of the event, some uh-huh. events we have five hours, some events we have 12 hours. Mm. So I take, I, and I tell my clients before, even before the, like potential clients, I'm like, it's, this is going to be a relationship. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure <laughs> we're going to make this last. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing is that's a lot of hours, man. You're dedicating pretty much, I get it. You're making money, but it's a, it's, you're, you're literally giving up time mm-hmm. away from your family and whatever it is. And why would you want to spend being a relationship that's a nightmare? That never made sense to me. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I used to be in those relationships. That's why I ended up changing more of my business style, maybe in the last three to maybe four years. Right. I'm happier at home. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say I'm, you know, I'm having even more amazing sex. My wife even <laughs> says it. <laughs> my wife awesome. says it. So, yeah, so it's great. <laughs> why would she lie so, to you? <laughs> why would she? Yeah, why would she lie? <laughs> She's like, whatever you're doing. Because she knows I used to bring mm. a lot of, you know, the, the heavy weight on my sure. shoulders. You know, it's just taking the time educating yourself. Uh-huh. And that's what I did. I, I was in a runt. And I just wanted to see who I could learn from out there. And I just started taking business courses. Mm. You know, I just, I wanted to see, you know, different opportunities. It's like, you know, how many lighting sessions can you take? How many posing classes can you take? Sure. So, so this uh, is, I mean, so that was actually my next question. What are you doing to fill up the time while we're going through this? And it sounds like you're focusing a lot more on business. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm focusing more on business. Uh, whenever I get a chance, I try to take a course on there. So what I'm tr- what I do now, because when this whole thing happened, I just started bearing, bearing myself uh, with work. So what I started doing was uh, then I started getting burnt out. It's no different from like when before this even happened. So now I work one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off. Oh, so I take a break. I could do and it's since I've been doing that personally for myself, it's been helping me. And now I take two walks a day. Uh-huh. So if I have a meeting done, I mean, if I'm working that day, I'll probably take a 15 minute break. I'll go outside, walk around the block okay. just to get some fresh air because, you know, I started getting depressed. You know, as you know, Jason, I'm always out there. I'm, I like to have a good time. But it started, especially when you do a Zoom course, people can see automatically like, all right, that, that's it's taking a toll. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. How you, what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing on your breaks? I mean, <laughs> this, well, is, this is your interview, not my interview. I love that you can turn around on me. No, it has taken. You are a very social person like me, and I am an extrovert, and, and I believe that you are as well. And it has taken a huge, huge toll on me just not being able to meet some local friends at a bar. Or be able to travel. I mean, you were on the road for. I mean, how are you dealing with not being on the road? <laughs> like you're, you're, you're if you oh, don't, man. you're like me. If you're not on an airplane once a month, you are losing your effing mind. And I miss my seat. I miss my my four uh, B seat. Right, that Delta seat <laughs> like on the LaGuardia flights. I believe you yeah. fly on LaGuardia. I fly on LaGuardia or JFK. Whatever. Or JFK. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm twelve minutes away from each airport, which is great. But oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, uh, you know what's funny? I ordered the the Biscoffs. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> to make you feel better. So what he's talking about is this is these little wafers that you, if you don't fly, it's a Delta, right? Yeah, I think yeah. United gave him away too. Is these wafers that that they would give away with coffee or or, or whatnot? They're delicious, and yeah. it's funny because my daughter likes them. I would bring them home for her. <laughs> and we, st- I think we found him someplace, and she's been eating them. But oh, how? Yeah. It's how, how about this? Like that crazy little creature comforts 
that you just get used to and then it's just gone, you know, and, you know, New York is is such a easy place to fly out of, you know, like Anthony Bourdain would say, you know, New York is the one place where you, you can't wait to leave, but you can't wait to come home. Oh yeah. It's so true, man. It's, you know, it's crazy because even my wife said it, she's like, it's crazy. I will probably see you maybe a week and a, like a week and a half out of the month. I will probably see you at home. If I'm not staying in the city uh, at hotels, I'm either on a plane going to Miami, Cali, Europe, sure, and just being locked in. I mean, not it's not the right word, locked in, but like you know, staying home. It's it's crazy. It makes you realize, like, wow, you know, we have these amazing privileges that we live in this amazing country, right? And is literally taken away within a second yeah. because of you know people not being responsible, and, right? Uh, and but it also makes you look at it, like you know who who'd you marry? Is she crazy? Is she now? Is this person mm-hmm. crazy or not? They, luckily, I lucked out. She's an amazing person. I married. She is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she says hello, by the way. She says hi. <laughs> so, right. Same. Yeah. Same. But, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I miss seeing all of your faces too. Like, you know, a couple times a year being able to get out and, and do yeah. that. And I just don't know what happens. You know, I think Photo Plus is going to happen in New York. So you might have an opportunity to get out. You think so? Oh, man. I don't know. Word I, on the street is that it's going to happen. But, you know, I think it, you know, attendance obviously will be very localized, I think. And, yeah. and I, you know, I kind of wonder what happens to the rest of the shows this year. So I don't, I don't know. I think that, you know, us people who like to get out and travel will be right back at it as soon as <laughs> as soon as we get the green light and I'm actually working on some things now that I think I might be trying to get out via uh the four wheels transit just to do something this yeah, this fall but um yeah it, it it it's been hard so uh let's see I I want to mention that Will is one of the mentors on the group uh, he focuses mainly on lighting and teaching lighting. And um, if you're just just as a plug for Will, you know, definitely if you're looking to up your game in commercial lighting and, you know, even with your wedding lighting or, or portrait lighting, Will has dialed it in and he can he can help you. I think me, me myself being a lighting guy over the years you need to develop a system for the way that you do things and the way that you light and Will can help you do those things. So if you're looking for a guy that can do that, you know, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Will. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, there's a lot of talented photographers out there. And what I always see is like, especially, I guess I see in photo walks and you know, I like to take you know classes, but no one ever talks about when you're under pressure. And right. Jason, from from New York, you know, you know, you, it doesn't matter where the hell you work out in New York. Depending on the venue, the clients want to get the shit done. Just get yes. it done. Yeah. You know, there's no chimping away. It's so when I used to teach the three or five day hands on workshops, I used to teach people under pressure, mm-hmm. and and that was the goal. Like anyone could take a picture, but the question is, all right, great. Now, can you do it within instead of a half an hour? Can you do it within a minute or less? Right. And get maximize those shots, and that's what we do very well. And and you know, I still keep in touch with a lot of a lot of the students. So whenever they come into New York or if they see me fly overseas, they can you know can we come and assist your team? And they even said it themselves. It's one eighty from taking a course you know online from at a conference. But the what the basics that I gave them, they applied it, and it makes a lot of sense when they're under pressure. Mm. And I, you know, I think that's what, you know, I think what you're doing is really, really cool because one-on-one mentorship. I like. I wish I had that years ago because yeah. it would have saved a lot more time and headache. Uh, 
but yeah, guys, take advantage. And I'm I'm looking. I'm actually looking. I want to add in uh, some business courses, some of the okay. stuff that I've been that been working out for me. Not only in New York, but uh, again, a lot of my clients are domestically and also internationally. So I could okay. definitely definitely help out some way or another, and uh, definitely a, a reduced rate because of this whole Corona stuff. So. Whatever I could do. So, Sweet. Yeah. All right. I'm going to hold you to that after we get off. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll put a, sure, put a little deal out there. I love it. I love <laughs> it. All right. So we're going to wrap it up here in a few minutes. I like to wrap up with with fun things. Mm. I usually, st- I'll, I'll say my normal questions. Uh, as somebody who's desperately trying to get back into his workout routines, and I know you and your wife are hella into it. <laughs> what what is your what is uh let's talk about diet what, um, uh, what 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 do you do what what is what is your secret as far as diet is concerned diet all right so i just so if you guys don't know my wife's a bikini competitor so she's part of a, a bodybuilding team so they travel everywhere so it and obviously <laughs> <laughs> It sucks when you walk home after when you come at home and and she's sleeping there and all you see her while she's sleeping her abs pop in and out. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, <laughs> I gotta I gotta figure something out. This is BS. So when this all started, actually, I ended up joining her team because her team okay. also has a uh, lifestyle co- coaches. So I'm not looking to compete in a in a speedo on stage with tanning oil, which is so nasty. Yeah. So uh, so I just started um, doing macro counting. So with her, okay. which is great. Uh, I'm just really fortunate because with her, she she does a lot of the cooking. But uh, okay. I've been seeing, you know, it's been helping a lot. Okay. If you eat healthy, if you work out, it just reduces a lot of the stress. So, yeah. you know, if I recommend you guys just at least take a few walks if you feel like you don't want to take any, you know, eating healthy wise seriously. But you need to get out and just work out, do something. So. So yeah. it's just it's it's not really a big secret. It's diet and exercise, and that's <laughs> that yeah, is it. Well, yeah, that's that's the that's and the key. Uh, yeah, that is it. I mean, majority of working out is realistically if if you're trying to get fit. Um, it's pretty much a lot of it's dieting. I never knew that until recently. So, um, but yeah, I mean that's it. Just get out, do your thing, guys. That All is right. it. Yeah. Um, and, like you, you're always running. I don't even know how you do that, man. It's crazy how many miles you run. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you know, as we've talked, it's the one thing that I do that, you know, keeps me grounded. And it helps me so much when I can, um, when I can uh, get out there and run. And, and honestly, the biggest thing for me has been that, I'm not getting out there enough and mm. waiting till I'm totally stressed to get out there. So I'm really trying to, you know, without having the the rush of having to meet someone for lunch or do anything like that. Like I've been sleeping till like eight o'clock, eight fifteen every day. And <laughs> Whoa, I'm like, what that's not is like going <laughs> on is not like me at all. And I'm more of a morning person. Yeah. So by like eight o'clock at night, I'm ready to go to bed. So oh, yeah. I've been saying to myself, okay, well, my body's telling me I need some extra sleep and that bank is depleted and I need to get back to it. And I'm trying to listen to my body and kind of go from there. But anyway, back to you. So uh, on the on the food thing, uh, what would be your go-to like uh, snack that's healthy? Oh my God. Healthy-wise right now, it's – my wife got me into this peanut butter – peanut butter – 
it's a specialty like a boutique peanut butter company. I, I got to get you guys a name, but it is so <laughs> we'll good. We'll put it in the show notes. Oh my god, dude, so so good. All right. I, I I used to always see her eating. I'm like, oh my god, you're like a little savage. You're like a little rescue animal eating that. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, you have no idea. And I've never been a big peanut butter fan, and now understanding, you know, especially like watching what you eat, dieting. Those little things like that, peanut butter, and I was like, wow, mix it with jelly, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It's like I feel like I'm like a little kid going going to like McDonald's for like a Happy Meal. Right so on. yeah, so stuff like that, like you know, you get to appreciate like uh, I don't know, like little treats, candies, like once in a while. It's, okay. It's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's All what right. I'm doing. <laughs> and then the yeah. last question, and we'll wrap up, is what is the go go to cocktail for my New Yorker friend? Oh man. Uh, definitely, you know, definitely either vodka, uh-huh. so probably Tito, Tito's or probably like a tequila, tequila. one or the other. Right, yeah, right. yeah. I'm okay. not, I'm not a beer guy like you when you, you know, when we're not for uh, that drink in downtown, I think financial district, you, you were into the beers. Yeah. So you like the IPAs, right? You like the, oh no. I like them all. Um, yeah. but when I go to a bar, I like to drink beer and mm. at home though, I'm a vodka guy. Yeah. What's your vodka? Uh, I'm a Grey Goose guy. Grey Goose, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Goose guy. You know, it's funny. I'm like one of the few people on the planet who does not like Tito's. Really? I don't know what it is, but I, I prefer the taste of, of Grey Goose, and it's just been the way it is. But I love a beer. I love a yeah. beer. Yeah. Any, you know, any day of the week. But it's funny because the reason why I switched to Tito's is because there's some ingredients in there that doesn't affect my sinuses. Oh, okay. So. So for some reason, I don't wake up with a bad hangover the next day with that. Who knows? Maybe that's BS, but yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> but don't know about that. Goose, yeah, when I have Grey Goose, something about, I guess, my cheeks kind of fluffy up. Are you know, allergic to potatoes? Because yeah, it's potato it vodka. Like, that's Grey Goose is potato vodka, where yeah. um, Tito's is not. So that's probably the answer right there. So it's not that's, bullshit, yeah. probably. Yeah, it's probably so. for real. I went, go. To go get tested. I went to go get tested and the doctor even said that there were certain things I was allergic to. I was huh. like, oh, that's weird. That sucks. So, yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out, you know. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Tito's and, uh, or Patron. So, yeah, that's it. Well, really. yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up here with something new every week. Will, as always, I um, uh, thank you for being on here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Hopefully, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we will be able to be together again someplace, yeah, sometime cool. soon, somewhere out there in the planet. Ironically, you and I will probably be like meeting in China or something like that. That's probably <laughs> the next time. The next time we'll meet someplace. But yeah, definitely. Um, I, I've been wrapping up all these broadcasts by saying to everyone, um, things are getting tough now. And for those of you who are not um, finding a lot of, are getting a lot of you know, um, money from the government, for lack of better words, or you're starting to struggle, things are starting to get tight, um, you're emotionally not doing well, you can always reach out to me, Jason at the group.com. And, and as with all of my guests on, the, on, on Something New Every Week, you can reach out to Will, especially if you're in New York, he'd be happy to help you anytime. And, you know, again, Will, thank you for being on Something New Every uh-huh. Week again. But 
seriously, uh, thank you, thank you for having me on the show. And again, I don't think I ever told you, but you were actually one of my. You literally inspired me to do better, not only in my career but also in the educational field. So I can never forget the conversation we had that uh, in the financial district. So mm. I commend you. Thank you for what you're doing, and it's really, really, truly an honor to be in part of the show. So thank you, man. Really, really, really am. So thank you. Thanks, brother. All right, we got to end this love fest. Um, we'll add a couple of those things into the show notes and uh, that'll, that'll do it for now. We'll see you next week on something new every week.